Hello armies everywhere, BTS army all around the world. Welcome to Begin the Search. This is a podcast about BTS and inspired by BTS. There will be some analysis of music in this podcast and I hope you'll enjoy it. I hope you'll gain something from it. And if you do enjoy it, I hope that you'll find a way to look me up in Twitter, give me a nudge, give me a shout out somewhere. No, not a shout out. Just say hi to me. Uh, and I would love to talk with you. We could even do a Twitter space sometime. That'd be really fun. Also, you can give a rating on iTunes if you feel so inclined and if you're enjoying it. I'd love to have some feedback just so I can know what I'm doing well and what I can improve on to make these shows even better. Also, I wanted to say that this episode was recorded on July 20th, 2021. It's a long time coming. And I've just had some things that I had to deal with, as well as this episode needed to be heavily edited because of the nature of the analysis that I put into it and all of the <laughs> all the energy that went into that. So I'm hoping that you'll get something to snack on or maybe you're driving or maybe you're doing other stuff and just put on the podcast to pass the time. Hopefully we'll have a great experience together and without... Speaking about that anymore, let's go ahead and get into the episode. This is about butter, permission to dance, and a little bit about dynamite. So let's go. Before we jump in, let me just introduce you to some members of my family, since you will hear them a few times in this episode. My daughters, actually, my little girls, Hedwig and Cupcake, they are my birds. And Hedwig is white with a little bit of blue and black on her wings. And a little bit on her cheeks and cupcake is yellow and green with a little blue on her cheeks they're super cute and they're super happy and they're gonna be tweeting here and there in this video in this video in this podcast so hopefully that doesn't distract very much and hopefully all of you are pet lovers or animal lovers so but honestly it's a great episode you might learn something new and let's just have fun together talking about BTS English tracks Welcome back to Begin the Search. This is a podcast about how I feel BTS inspires my life and fits into the world around me in whatever way I feel inspired to talk about it because I love them so much. Today is July 20th, 2021, and I'm here to go over some more of my thoughts about butter and permission to dance and possibly even dynamite. The three completely English songs, the English tracks that BTS released in the past year since August of 2020. And BTS absolutely does not have to do anything they don't want to do. Nothing that their company and their brand doesn't want to do. But I feel that they made a really good choice in doing these songs in English for us because so many people internationally can enjoy them. Let's help them out. Let's continue listening in Spotify, watching on YouTube, buying from iTunes and all of that. I only know what I see in Twitter and I know that every single week there's a charting period that ends and then we get the announcement from the Billboard Hot 100, the top 100 songs for that week. BCS members are coming on to Twitter and Weavers to thank armies for helping their songs get that much attention and that much love. I'm really happy that I have the resources to be able to listen to 
Permission to Dance, and Butter. Uh, Dynamite was my most listened to song between August and December of last year. And I had a lot of fun with it. Now, there were, I don't know how many Dynamite versions released. Was it like seven-ish? My most favorite is the original one. Maybe this should fall under the area of unpopular opinion, but I did not love every single one of those remixes. Now, for Make It Right, we had five or six, and I ended up downloading all of them. But I did feel like at that time, that many remixes maybe was a little bit much. Now, I don't want to make any member of BTS or anyone in the company feel bad for me saying that and spreading it on a public platform. It's just my personal opinion is that we have a great song. Make It Right, Dynamite, Butter. I don't feel the need to have any remixes at all. I just want to say that I hope BTS will keep on making as many remixes as they want, that the company will make as many as they want, and as long as they're enjoying it and loving the process and learning from the process, and it's making them happy and making the fans happy, it doesn't matter to me how many remixes there are of a song. But I always just have my favorite, and it usually ends up being the original release of the track, and I don't expect or ask them to do more remixes or make sure that they release several versions of a song because I don't think it's necessary and I'm perfectly happy with the original. But with Make It Right, I actually loved, I think, almost every single version. I thought they were really cool and the only part that I didn't like about it was that Tay's verse seemed to be cut out uh, with the remixes, so that wasn't that wasn't something that made me happy. But besides that, I think that BTS should continue doing what they want. However, my unpopular opinion for today is that we don't need any remixes when their song is already great. BTS, they're not my higher power, but they give me the feeling of comfort. They help me to get through my day. They help me to calm down. They help me to talk myself out of having anxiety or feeling too stressed or, you know, getting stuck in a feeling of hopelessness or just having this idea that I can't move farther today because some big thing just happened in my life that I can't see the end in sight and I don't know how it's going to resolve and all that kind of stuff. So, but I have anxiety. That's the fear. That's the, you know, the worries about the future what could happen, what could go wrong, what bad news might I hear any time, sort of a hypochondriac mixed in where what kind of illness or diagnosis am I going to hear about next, and when I hear about it, does that mean it's also going to be in my family or among my loved ones? You know, that's that's my anxiety mostly, that and car accidents or like accidents at the beach, at the lake, in the pool, um, even falling down the stairs. My friend fell down the stairs and fractured her skull. Fears are very real and bad things can happen anytime or scary things or painful things can happen anytime and I have lived in a place of anxiety for about nine years in my mind. Mainly it's a feeling of hopelessness or fear of the future like being afraid to live, being afraid to go forward because you don't think that you can be happy or that you can be safe or that you can be healthy, or something's going to happen to you, or the people, or the things that you love. And then on the other piece of that is depression. 
So being stuck or trapped in the past and not letting go of your regrets or any guilt that you haven't been able to overcome or feeling like you just can never step above or out of that kind of murky pit where you just think, why did I do that? Why did I choose that? Why did this happen to me? Why am I facing this? Why am I suffering with this? Why couldn't it be different? Or how come I didn't choose that person to be my partner or my, you know, my lover? Or like, why didn't I get a relationship or over there? Or why didn't I get out of this? Or why didn't I go to that school? Or just having all these regrets and feelings of sadness and disappointment and gloom, feeling like your life's never going to be good again, feeling like you don't remember the last time you were happy. So BTS really helped me and pulled me out of it for the most part. And that's why I want to share it with you guys. I mean, hopefully you're getting that same results or that same like benefit, that same comfort and soothing relief encouragement, support from BTS. Hopefully that's happening for you. And if it's not, I would just encourage it, you to let it happen. I'm listening to BTS every day, almost all the time. I'm listening to it when I'm taking a shower because I have a smart speaker in my bathroom. And by the way, if you don't know, you can get a smart speaker on Amazon for like $10, I think it is. I didn't want to be without music. So everywhere I go in my house, I can tell a smart speaker to play BTS, and I do. I like music in my life everywhere. I like it in my car. I listen to Spotify in my car, and I don't like being without music. Now let's go back to talking about Dynamite, Butter, and Permission to Dance as single tracks that BTS released. First, let's talk about Dynamite. They had the disco vibe. But one thing I really love about Dynamite sets itself apart from Permission to Dance and Butter is the fact that Dynamite had a key change. So the music term for that is actually called a modulation and it means to go from one key to a different key. So if you're playing in the key of D major and you switch to E major or A major, you're just playing in a different place on the piano or you're singing higher than what you were. Dynamite was written, I think, in the key of D, or at least it was recorded in the key of D. And then when they had their key change, they went up a whole step. I just hadn't heard of a key change in any of the BTS songs before. So it made it really exciting. I got emotional and started crying. And I don't know why, because I know BTS didn't write Dynamite. They had a hand in it. You know, they made it their own. I don't know whose idea it was to make it a disco sound. I don't know if that was BTS or the writers. They know how to make a hit, and so BTS or Big Hit trusted them and collaborated with them in writing it or producing it or whatever and made a great song that was Grammy-nominated. So Dynamite is historical in that way, plus being the first all-English BTS track. You know, my first sampling of Dynamite was through my ears, and I like it that way because I don't get distracted by... BTS's styling and the props and the themes and the background and I always when I watch the MV I always watch it first with the captions off so again I don't feel distracted and I can watch them and watch the dance and watch the choreography and listen with my ears besides using my eyes to read words going across the screen. My very best experience with it 
as far as hearing everything, noticing what I'm hearing is to just listen to it in Spotify because then my senses are tuned to heighten the sense of hearing. We don't have to think too heavily on the lyrics of Dynamite. It's just, let's have a party. Let's light up the sky. I saw a couple armies that were in wheelchairs that were still doing the moves because they could still move their arms and their upper body. So they were still dancing to Dynamite. It was really exciting to have the world involved by armies in so many different areas being able to enjoy this song because it was in English. And then we had Life Goes On. So that was the first time a BTS song in Korean had topped the charts. I don't want to discount or discredit the success of Dynamite or anything that went into making, producing Dynamite, but I almost feel more proud of Life Goes On being at the top of the charts because I feel like BTS who honors their culture and loves their heritage. They love being Korean and they love their nationality, you know? I feel like that's more meaningful than having an English song topping the charts and scoring them, earning them, whatever, a Grammy nomination and a Grammy stage. So I would much rather have them win a Grammy for the very first time with a Korean song. And I hope they do. If they're going after the Grammy with butter, that's totally okay. And I'm going to be very excited for them and very happy no matter what. But if I could have my highest dream for them, it would be that they would earn the Grammy with their own song that they wrote, not somebody else writing it, and that it would be in Korean. But that's fine if they have a few English words. Cool. Totally. Boy With Love, I love that song. That's the song that brought me in as ARMY. But I, I really want to hear and see them performing and earning that amazing honor and achievement with a Korean song. Because to me, BTS being Korean, that's who they are. That's who they always will be. That's who they always have been. And even if they all learn English and can speak it fluently, I still want them to continue producing and releasing music in Korean in their native language. And I think that I like those songs much better, actually. I like their Korean songs much better than their English tracks. So if you were to ask me my favorite songs, my favorite BTS songs, Butter, Permission to Dance, and Dynamite aren't even going to be on my list of top five or ten. Doesn't mean they're bad songs. I like the songs. I love the songs. But there are so many more songs that they've written that means so much more to me, that have a better tune in my opinion, that have a better beat in my opinion, that are more catchy and more meaningful. Obviously, the lyrics can't even be brought into this discussion because the Dynamite lyrics weren't meant to be really meaningful. It was just, let's give the people encouragement, let's help to give them some comfort and some cheer. Now, I've been talking a lot, so let's go ahead and take a little break, and when we come back, I'm going to spend the rest of the time talking about Permission to Dance and the other English tracks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Now let's talk about butter. What I wanted to say about butter is that I wish butter was a little bit longer. I think it's 2 minutes 45 seconds. Now I love the longer songs. I love BTS long songs. I think Tear is 4 something minutes. And some of the other songs are really long. And I love long songs. Um, I don't need them to be 5, 6, 7 minutes long. But, you know, I love them being longer than 2 minutes 45 seconds. So I wish that Butterhead had one more chorus to either let them continue ad-libbing or, you know, just to go through at least another four to eight counts. I really feel like it ended at least four counts too soon, and that's okay. My, I don't have to be right. My way doesn't need to be the way that it should be, but that's just what I personally wanted. Um, I really loved how they showed us, I think, four different versions. Is that right? So we got four different MVs or four different... I'm going to call them MVs for now. But my favorite of it, of the videos that they released, is the... Now I'm going to forget which one it is. Is it the, the cooler remix? Goodness, it's the hotter remix, the cooler remix. Or is it the sweeter... I can't remember which one now, but it's the one where there's one member in the front doing something, like singing their part, and then everybody else in the, is in the background, hamming it up for the camera, goofing around, you know. JK does a, a b-boy move. Yugi does his kind of signature move at the end. Anyway, that's my favorite one. And then they have the one where they're all in the sports outfits. I don't know if they're Fila clothes. And then the fourth one is where they're in that norebang, where they're using all the props, like the curly wigs, the bag of popcorn the bows in their hair, the headbands, the sunglasses, the hats, or whatever they're doing. I think I had more fun watching the behind scenes of that one than the actual MV or video that they released. But anyway, so we got four different videos for Butter, plus some behind the scenes stuff. I'm going to forget which day that was released. It was May 19th for me, but it ended up being like May 20th in Korea. They enjoyed seven weeks at number one, so it must be going eight weeks. Now. A really fun song, Butter... I mean, it definitely sounds like Another One Bites the Dust. There's a little bit of sort of Michael Jackson vibes in there. Butter is really fun. I don't get tired of hearing it at all. So I'm enjoying that one a lot, but there's not a whole lot I can say about it. And then for Permission to Dance, the lyrics are a lot more meaningful, and the MV has a very sentimental feeling to it. It's not just cool. It's not just fun. It is cool and fun, but it's also very, very heartwarming. It's very touching. And I'm really grateful they did it. So I'm grateful to them and Ed Sheeran for creating such a song and for the people who designed the video. Our world is getting better. The pandemic is going to come to a close. And we can be happy again. We can be healthy. We can dance. We can look to the kids that are our future we can rejoice that our older people are still with us and that everybody of color and even mixed races can can join in and celebrate and can be in relationships and can be happy and can go in public places and eat and enjoy and have jobs and do their functions and do their services. You could very well say, hey, this song relates to the pandemic and all of us can relate to it because everybody in every country suffered in some way from the pandemic, even if you didn't get sick or even if you got the virus but you didn't have heavy, severe symptoms or whatever it was, the whole world was attacked and the whole world had to suffer together. It was just ultra meaningful to have the MV, the directors, 
to design and plan out that MV and have BTS give their input to it to create choreography and show us on the screen to that really cool, fun song that this world is getting better. And it's so fun to watch each BTS member. They don't dance it exactly the same. Some will use their shoulders more, some will use their hips more, some will swing their arms higher. Like they just do different things and it shows that they're not exactly in sync, which is what I love because it also shows the imperfections among the perfections. And they just gave us so much in the MV. One of the things I like about having the podcast app on my phone is I can lounge on the couch and record and just talk to you guys. So hopefully you get the feeling that I'm just talking to you like a friend would and that we're having a good time. And again, I want to extend the invitation for anyone to contact me, find me on Twitter at Kathos TV to find out how you can join me on the podcast and Actually, I have some fun games for us to play, and it will be really fun, so please join me. But I'd really love to have some company. I'd love to talk to other armies. It doesn't matter where you're from. Even if you speak a different language, as long as we both speak English and can understand each other, as long as we both love BTS and we want to discuss, have a great time laughing, sharing our thoughts and our feelings, I would really appreciate being able to have that opportunity to talk with you guys on the podcast. I guess I'll just mention a couple things that stand out to me still. So in the recording of the song, when they did line distribution, I love that Namjoon gets to go in verse 1. There's something special about songs that have him in verse 1 for some reason for me. It kind of just reminds me, hey, he's the leader, he participated in writing this, and here he is. Not always putting himself in the front, not always putting himself in verse 1. A lot of times he's in the final verse or, you know, kind of towards the end. But I love just that BTS mixes it around and that nobody always gets to be the first person to start the song. Nobody always gets the bridge. However, something I noticed between the three, all three of these songs, is that JK starts out the song. And in Permission to Dance and in Dynamite, Jimin has the bridge. He's sharing the bridge with Tay in Permission to Dance. In verse 2, we have Hobie and Yoongi. It's just really fun because you get to hear the rap line singing. And I love that they all can sing. I love that they can all carry a tune. I love that they can all reach a certain vocal range. But I love that JK starts it out, Jimin continues, and then RM comes in with his part, and then Jin gets you that little tiny little transitionary push to the first chorus in Permission to Dance and that the rap line has a member in each section of the song. So when they say, don't need to talk the talk, just walk the walk, I don't have all the words memorized, so forgive me, but RM gets to say it the first time and then, uh, but he says it after some of the other members have already sung and after he's already done his verse, which is cool because it kind of like closes off the section of the song that he was featured in. And then in verse 2, we have Hobie doing his part, Yoongi doing his part, but then Hobie gets to close up the section of the song that he sang in, but Yoongi has to hang on and wait until after the bridge and the third time of the chorus, I guess. And so he gets to then close off that part of the song. But I just really love how each one of them can sing, Don't need to talk the talk. 
just walk the walk tonight. And so I love that each one of them got to feature themselves being a singer. Do I wish there was rap in Permission to Dance? Not really. The world, if they're watching Jimmy Fallon or if they're watching mainstream, you know, nighttime TV, they're going to see BTS performing Permission to Dance and they're going to see that all seven guys can sing. So I love that. I think it's so cool. But let's talk for a second on JK's runs, the vocal runs in Permission to Dance. And also Jimin had a few ad-libs in there that were really exciting. I don't know how many times our extremely talented Golden Mucknay would have to practice each one of those runs to get them exactly precise on the notes. But man, those were such good runs. They were so intricate. <laughs> I don't know what he did, but it was so cool. And for that reason, I wish that I could take out the main vocal and hear what JK is doing. Take out those main vocals, hear those parts, and or to see the, like a bangtan bomb, to see an episode of how did JK do that? How did he vocalize that? How did Jimin do that? I listened to it and I found the next run. It is at the end of the second chorus. And JK is going to do it. So let's listen to him do it and we'll see how it sounds and how many notes it is and how hard it sounds to duplicate. He's doing that. That's an awesome run. Even if he just goes from the B. But he's going up. He's scooping into it. Hey! How can that man, that JK, how can he do it with such precision? Hey. See, I can do it better if I keep it all in that more breathy register. But if I'm like, hey, I can't really do that. But JK can do it. It's amazing. There are certain artists, I'm not going to say their names, but in pop music, there are certain artists that do the same type of runs and the same embellishments in a lot of their songs. So this Permission to Dance for me is a huge treat. It's ear candy just to focus on what Jungkook is doing. I would have to practice this probably a few hundred times to get it right enough to perform it once for a recording. Just for a recording. And what's JK doing? While they promote the song, he's doing it live on all these different stages that same way every time. He's hitting those notes with precision every single time. While he's dancing, you guys. Okay, I noticed one more thing in that run. Dancing Fools. He adds a little something to the ing part of dancing. Like we're dancing. But in the dancing, he goes, dancing, and he does it so fast. Like we're dancing fools. It's kind of like that. So at the end, when Yoongi says, tonight, right after tonight, JK sings, ah. So that's an easier run. Two passing tones, then we skip. And he does it so sweetly. So we have our awesome rapper. No need to talk the talk, just walk the walk tonight. And then JK, that sweet little. <sighs> I would love to get to his level on pitch exactly the way that I want it to, just like he does. 
So imagine he opens his mouth and he can ad lib like that. He can add these ornaments, that little tiny little tune or melody that he's creating with his voice to do those runs. And the runs are fresh. He sings. He covered a whole octave. So he starts below the octave on B. Skips. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That run has seven, at least seven notes in it. That was really pretty. Oh, do you know what that sounds like? Have you watched Disney's uh, Lady and the Tramp? Jim Deere is the name of the husband. <laughs> when they're expecting a baby and they start to kind of ignore Lady more, you know, because she was their baby until they found out they were expecting a baby. But Jim Deere, he comes in from work or something and he's whistling. Anyway, it sounded like that. I can't, I still can't do it. It's like mushy for me. Guys, try it with me. When we listen to JK do it, let's try it. Okay, let's get into it from here. Hats off to him. Kudos to JK. He deserves it. Now, maybe he was super shy and scared at first when he signed on to Big Hit and people would ask him to sing and I heard that he would cry sometimes. Well, he's got all the confidence in the world for his vocals now and he has what other people don't have. Now, I don't want to just go on and on about one person in the vocal line. I want to go back and listen to Jimin's runs. So let's get into those. That was a lot harder to hear, honestly. For me, that was quieter. So they mixed it quieter. So his starting on E. So I would have to really refine that very many times. Very many times. What am I saying? <laughs> I'd have to do it a lot to be able to hit that one. And Jimin did it. Let's find Jimin's next one. It is right after the bridge. Anyway, that's the part. It's really neat. And Jin has one. A very, very small one. RM will say, don't, no need to talk the talk, just walk the walk tonight. And Jin says, cause we don't need permission to dance. I just love that because even though it's not really a run, dance is on at least three notes and he does it really clean. And he's good at that. It's his silver voice. Dance, E, C sharp, B. So we're gonna listen to Jin do that really crisp and clean and let's enjoy it. Tonight, 
Uh, they're just amazing how they can flip their voices. Even RM, he does a little voice flip in his, where he sing. He says, sing along to Elton John. He does a little bending there. He goes, sing along. But I just think it's cool because he's not known as one of the main vocalists, but here he's doing something that's a technique. It's a skill and not everybody can do it with precision. So sing along. And it sounds really sweet and warm. It just sounds like a really nice warm tone. Nice and strong. So let's go ahead and enjoy that. All seems like strong. Sing along to Elton Until that feeling we're just getting started. It wasn't just da-da-da-da. It was more... It was more scoopy, you know? It was more flippy. Like he just... Na-na-na. He did a little bit more to it to make it more interesting. More enjoyable to the ears. And I like that. I like that about all of them. I like that about him. But Hobie had a couple of them. I mean, splitting the word phase into two, into two sounds. But if you don't let it phase, yeah. But he does it really clean and crisp too. Okay. I have to memorize the words because I don't remember. You know how to break? I don't know what it is. But let's enjoy Hobie's part one more time. And then let's listen to how straightforward and no nonsense Shuga is. Because I just love it. He just, regardless of everyone else doing little, you know, fancy little things, he just comes in. He's very on the beat. It's different than what everyone else has done in the song so far. I like that. Actually, let's just say it right now. Uh, Jin saying da na 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 na. I'm sure I'm not the only one. I'm sure there are hundreds of thousands of us that are reminded of Dynamite when he sings that part. Da na 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 na. So I think they did that on purpose. I'm hoping they did to remind us that Dynamite got them a Grammy nomination. So it's really fun. I'm really happy that Jin got that part. And I have watched every single member dancing. How they do that part is just, it's really fun. I especially like watching J-Hope do it. He's, he's my favorite one to watch that. I don't know why. It's just really, really fun. When he's like putting his hand out and wiggling his fingers. Da -na 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 -na. And then anyway, it's, it's really great. So again, let's listen to Soap and then we'll go back and touch on one little spot that I forgot to mention or that I wanted to point out on JK's opening verse. That was so cool. So do you see what I mean where Yungi is very down and dirty on every beat? Da da ba ba. Ba, ba, da, da, ba, da, ba, ba. He's hitting him like just so perfectly, regardless of his pitch, which is on point. It's excellent. Every single accented beat, every single beat is just perfect. And then the the dance that they picked for it, come in at each other, facing each other, step, wiggle or pivot their their heel while they're you know they touch the toe of their boot you know, into the circle, and then they, like, twist their hip. It's the coolest thing. It's my favorite part, and I'll watch it over and over again, and I will smile, and I'll be like, oh, I love that. I love that so much. It's way fun. Okay, so <laughs> let's go back, and let's just listen to the pretty little piece of vibrato that JK stuck on the very first part of his verse. Okay, so we're just going to hear that little getting louder, 
but when I sing it, I sing it very like straight, very mm, just like in a line, getting louder. We're just uh, with no way to guard it. That's it. So, but he does this little tremolo, tre tremolo. <laughs> he does this little tremor, this little tremor on his louder, and it's really pretty. So let's go ahead and enjoy J.K. showing us what he can do on something as simple as this tiny little piece of verse one. Rewind 10 seconds. I just want to hear it again. It's really good. I hope you guys can see what I mean. I hope that you enjoyed this. I hope you guys got something out of the episode. I don't listen to every single song like this. But honestly, there's so much going on in any BTS production that I could spend this much time on it. I mean, it's been almost an hour just of listening and pinpointing these various parts. And that's just their vocals. I wasn't even talking about the key they chose or the beat they chose or, you know, like the theme or the bass, you know, the pedal tones or anything, the patterns that are going through and weaving through. But I want to, you know. But I don't have anyone that I know of in my circle that wants to go over the production and the crafting of the vocals and of the... I just don't know anyone who wants to dive into it this deep because it can be a lot. And if you just want to listen to the song and enjoy the song and not really pull out any parts that, you know, if it just feels like a little bit too much dissection, then that's totally okay. And I definitely don't want to turn anybody off by going into it this deep but at the same time I just want to show you that there's so much there I don't know what they all studied I'm actually curious to see what they graduated with but it seems like Jimin and Tay all graduated with like music production or something I don't know what their degrees are but it seems like they attended a university and took classes where they could do this stuff but at the same time a lot of people are self-taught and I know Yoongi and what he does, he's self-taught or he's, you know, he's very inspired. He'll buy the equipment and he'll play with the equipment and figure it out. And that's why he has probably more than 200 songs sitting there on his computer that are a few years old that he hasn't done much with. I can't remember what song it is. Is it Telepathy, I think, that he said he had for a while, at least like the beat and part of it. Um, he's had that for a while, but they finally decided to use it. Anyway, so he's got more like that, and nobody had to teach him. He learned this stuff by playing with the equipment and by experimenting and just seeing how it works and trying new things and reversing stuff. Like, Shadow is a, a slowed-down version of, is it Too Cool for School or one of those, where he took the... He took that musical idea and he played it backwards and slowed it down or some other thing. And it's like running through shadow somehow. And so you just, you don't have to go to school to learn how to do that. He can, he can teach himself. But also they have amazing like P-Dog and Wonder Kid and all these guys that they can work with. P.D. Bong, of course. And other people are like, hey, you got that machine? Okay, well, let me show you this. You know, oh, you got that package, that sound library on your machine or whatever the thing is like I don't know how much is the machine and how much is the software they use I don't know how expensive the software is or how affordable it is but I'm sure they're showing each other the tricks and the you know the, the shortcuts and the ways through on how to make a really awesome production and 
it's just, I mean, it's such different music than something like a musical, for example, or um, like a regular driving beat Kelly Clarkson type pop ballad anthem. This Permission to Dance is not like that. I mean, it has strings, it has orchestration, it has cool beats. It's uh, my favorite part definitely is that soap section right there, especially Yungi's part where it just hits so right on every beat. And, um, I mean, but I can talk about all the rest of it and enjoy it and just love it. I'm not sick of the song. I really can't say for sure that I like Dynamite better or Permission to Dance better than one or the other. I feel like in the long run, Permission to Dance means more to me. There's more to, um, kind of attach my heart to as far as like the, you know, the way that it speaks to our emotions and like the fact that there are these runs in there that kind of appeals to me more. But I feel like Dynamite, is, there's something about Dynamite that has a really, like, a really, I don't know, I just get excited when I hear Dynamite. I get really excited by it. And maybe that's because of the dance break that we didn't know we were getting. I don't remember which stage it was on. Was it on the MAMA or the MMA stage where Hobie had that, uh, like, was it velvet or velour or something? Um, purplish, you know, wine-colored, purple, one-piece awesome outfit that he pulled off with that hat and the pointed black boots, you know? But I don't know so if it's if because of that or because of other things. Um, but especially for the fact that Yungi missed a lot of those performances... Dynamite still standing out to me as possibly my favorite of the three English tracks. I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure why that is because for me, Yungi being there, that's the most important thing. All seven of them being there is the most important thing. And also the fact that they didn't write Dynamite. You know, they might have produced and orchestrated it, but they didn't write it as far as the words goes, from what I understand. And so, I mean, I guess it's just really hard for me to pick a favorite at this point. Because, yeah, for Permission to Dance, um, the MV is just so sweet and touching. And it, it just represents so much, so much good. So, and then the other two songs were just like a, a healthy, a healthy dose of, you know, vitamin to just kind of like seep into your soul and make you feel good and make you feel like the world is not over and the scary virus coming to you is not a proclaimed death sentence, which I felt like it was for me. And um, I, I can just remember like curling up on the couch and crying, being absolutely certain that I was going to die, that COVID was coming to me and it was only a matter of days or hours that it was going to come to me and it was going to take me and possibly one or both of my sons. I have two boys and I just felt like, you know, what, what's the point? It's going to get me. It's get, my life is over. Um, I can't remember what month that was. May. It was before in the soup. Was it April? It was April or May last year, 2020. And a family member had come over and I was crying. And this family member, they were like, can I give you a hug? And I said, no, don't touch me. I just remember that. I don't remember like everything, but I just felt like nothing you can do or say right now is going to make me feel like I have a chance at living, at surviving. 
And all around me, of course, people were worried they were going to lose their business or lose their job or lose their house or, you know, lose their sports, their livelihood, their everything. And of course, we had already dealt with the fact that the concert tour got canceled and stuff. But even above that, I was sure that I wasn't going to make it. And I wasn't even sick yet. I wasn't even sick with COVID. But I had been sick in the previous uh, six and seven months. I remember when I went to Target, it was one of my very first podcast episodes where I took you guys along with me to two or three different Target stores to buy the Love Yourself, um, the three albums. And I wasn't quite sick yet, but I can hear it in my voice. I can hear it in my inhale is that I was struggling to breathe. And twice earlier in that year, so this is 2019 we're talking about, my asthma had gotten so bad that I almost checked myself into the emergency room twice and I was crying and I was calling for help. Like I was like, is this a paramedics issue? Do I call a neighbor? Do I call a friend? Do I call my dad? Is my dad in town? You know, because my dad knows a lot about um, medicine, pressure points, adrenal gland, B12, potassium and magnesium and different things that can kind of like wake up your organs and wake up your systems and help you to, you know, to kind of like free up your lungs and the pressure and the laboring that they're doing, working so hard to keep you breathing. And back then I was really scared. Um, I was like, I'm not, I'm not very old yet. You know, I, I have a lot to live for and I don't want to be on machines and I don't want to be on like all this medication and everything. But so that was way before we even heard coronavirus or, you know, bats or anything. And, you know, a few months before, and then I got sick in November, right after I recorded that episode of me going to Target to buy the, the Love Yourself albums. So, you know, I was sick then and I was scared at that point for my life. And I used to record in the app called Smule. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that. It's a free app and you can record and you can sing with other people who have also recorded. I recorded more than 300 songs in that app. And then I started noticing that I couldn't sing anymore because I was taking too many breaths. And I was like, well, I have to do this over again because my need to take a breath just completely messed up my whole section, my whole part, you know, my whole verse. So I stopped singing. And at the time, also, my mom was really ill and we almost lost her at Christmas. And then we ended up losing her two months later. So all of this emotional and physical stress was piling up on me. And so when, when I like, anyway, school closed and jobs closed and other things closed and the rec center where I was working, that closed down to the public, except it became like an emergency medical center to have to use it if we, if we really have to, you know, and I saw pictures of it and I saw all of the booths in there that were going to treat sick people just in case it got that bad. I just was lying on the couch crying and just telling this family member, I, I feel like it's too late. I already feel like it claimed me, you know, and that's a very, very scary thing. And several people have lost more than one, more than two family members to this. And so permission to dance and seeing the masks come off and seeing people smiling and having fun and dancing, even through the hard times. That's why I feel like Permission to Dance is a lot more meaningful. And um, I just hope that we keep this momentum going. I hope that BTS will be nominated with one of these or even possibly an upcoming song. Hopefully that's the goal is for me and my heart for them to be nominated and actually win their very first Grammy with their own writing, 
with their own production with a Korean song. That's what I want. And, um, you know, I, I wonder how many others out there are also feeling the same way. This has been Begin the Search. If you guys are still here, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for listening. We can expect more. I will continue to record and bring you my thoughts and bring you some of the the things that are standing out to me that are fun, exciting, and interesting about BTS and also about how I really look to them to keep me going in my days. Uh, Sometimes even get, keep me going through the night because like I said, that's when some of my anxiety hits the wall. Let's all make sure that we like ourselves or try to like ourselves and try to love ourselves and try to accept ourselves as well as loving other people. So let's let the message that BTS shares with the world come through us as well and pass through us outwardly to other people. Let's think Epiphany and let's think Awake and let's think all of these different songs that have all these deep meanings. Let's think Inner Child where he says we're going to change and you know everything else that BTS has shared with us that we're going to be okay somehow and even though times can get really tough and really lonely and really dark there can always be a silver lining if we look for it and if we allow it to be in our lives so again I thank you for coming here to listen and to enjoy with me and I hope that you guys take really good care of yourselves until next time this has been begin the search I'll see you later.